Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR, talent, and leadership communities to you. For more episodes and the latest articles covering what's new in the world of work, visit hrgazette.com, subscribe and follow us on social media. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And um, I've just got to start by saying I can't believe I haven't had today's guest on the show before now, uh, because uh, today's guest is a good friend of mine. She's a wonderful human being, a very inspirational person. And it's high time, given that we started this show all the way back in 2016, that the amazing, fabulous Lee Mitchell joins me. Lee has successfully built a career as a diversity-driven recruiter and marketer, brand consultant, diversity and inclusion trainer, and talent strategist, as well as a marketing professor at the University of Guelph Humber, just outside of beautiful Toronto. Lee is committed to equality and belonging in workplaces and founded Be Happy HR and Marketing Co. to improve diversity and inclusion results within organizations committed to making a difference but not sure where to start. Be Happy HR is a full-service brand management and diversity-driven HR company, and we're going to talk lots about them today. Lee supports business owners, busy recruiters, and HR departments to provide a, a variety of HR and business branding services with a certified team of experts in her Be Happy HR hive. B is also the founder of Women in Biz Network. She coaches clients, speaks with influential guests on her Time to Thrive podcast. That's an amazing podcast, by the way. You should totally check that out. Uh, creates mentorship initiatives, promotes Women in Biz Network's vetted diversity-driven career board and delivers skill-based events uh, to a variety of audiences, including an event series called Our Community Builders, which I am pleased to say that I'm involved with as one of the co-founders. Lee, that's a long introduction because you deserve it because you are a fantastic person. Welcome to the HR Chat Show today. I wish you could see me right now because I am smiling ear to ear from your beautiful introduction. Uh, you are just awesome and yeah like I say I, I can't believe that you haven't been on the show yet I'm glad that we are reconciling this today um, okay that was a pretty beefy intro but why don't you take an, ex an extra sort of 30 to 60 seconds and and introduce yourself a bit to the listeners well, thank you. Uh, well, in addition to my professional background, which you so beautifully uh, illustrated, I'm a mother of uh, two incredible boys, and I am being married for almost 23 years, still going strong. Um, my company, Be Happy HR, is being really providing a sense of equality and belonging in the workplace. And I am just loving working with clients who really want to make a difference with their uh, DNI strategy, but just don't know where to start. And so we really help to provide um, some great coaching in inclusive hiring practices, and then um, obviously help our clients with recruitment and marketing campaigns where the common thread is uh, creating a sense of belonging in the workplace and helping brands to relate in a more meaningful way to their target audiences, where we in the world are very diverse and we come from all kinds of backgrounds and um, points of view. 
So, you know, in a world that is becoming increasingly more divided, we're here to bring people together. We'll be right back to this conversation after this very brief message from today's sponsoring partner. The days of matching web keyword searches with resumes and job descriptions is over. It's all about cultural fit. Workzinger empowers job seekers looking for jobs and employers looking for new hires to have thoughtful and insightful conversations, making the recruiting process more successful for both sides. Learn more at workzinger.com. Okay, so you do have a background in marketing. In fact, when, when you and I first met many years ago, it was kind of in, in the context of marketing chat and marketing activities and whatnot. And um, you've subsequently moved into the world of recruitment and HR. So I'm, I'm, quite, I'm quite interested to get your take with that diversified background in, in terms of what you see uh, in, in terms of the great resignation and, and the trends that you see coming out of this great resignation, which, by the way, isn't going anywhere, listeners. It's here to stay for quite some time uh, in relation to employer branding and reputation management, because, you know, it's tough to find people right now. Right, Dee? Yeah. You know, it's crazy how m- much things have changed in the course of a year. Uh, we went from it being an employer's market and in, in really almost every company was uh scaling back on their the job market because they really didn't know what was going to happen with the pandemic and it was very scary times we did not have a vaccine and thank god now we do and the part of the great resignation was people moving all over uh to new places and really digging into more meaning in their lives and in their professions So um, with that came a lot of resignations, um, as well as, uh, you know, a variety of changes in the in the marketplace. Uh, Now we're slowly introducing back in people returning into their workplaces. And if you're not vaccinated, a lot of companies have had to let staff go. So what we're finding is that it is now uh, an, an employee's market or uh, those that are applying, an applicant's market, I guess you could say. Uh, we're lucky that we have this opportunity to really understand where your value is as an employer. You know, really get tapping into those core values, right? If, if you stand for being a nimble and flexible uh, business, then you have to provide that same opportunity to your employees. You have to walk the talk. So um, we're we're really seeing trends in um, employers having to be more flexible in terms of hybrid work opportunities, meaning that they're able to work in the office, but also have time to work from home. Um, We're seeing more four-day work weeks. Um, We're seeing unlimited vacation time. We're seeing lots of different trends. We're seeing crazy hiring bonuses. But the problem is, is that the the employers that haven't done the work to um, mitigate those toxic work environments or that disconnect in their uh, employee offer, offering to um, those that work for them, if if there's a misconnect there, 
then we're seeing that people won't stay. They, they are not committed. We're not, it's not like it was, you know, even 15 years ago where, you know, you joined an organization and you stayed 10, 15 years, maybe you stayed your whole entire career at one company. Now people are moving around a lot. And if they're not getting what they need, if they sense that their mental health isn't a priority to their employers, then they're looking for other opportunities. And with so many companies now looking at saving money by having a remote working op um, option, then they can put more of that back into their, you know, um, building up their employees by perhaps better training opportunities, better benefits, uh, that sort of thing. So it's a great opportunity to, for both sides uh, to, to be able to really understand what their message is and what they stand for, and then look at ways that they can communicate that so that it's um, becoming more clear to those that are uh, trying to understand what the offer might be. Okay, here's a question for you. Um, so you're you're in the recruitment space. Um, why should folk work for a company today instead of going it alone? And this in the context of you know you and I went it alone. Uh, we started mm -hmm. our own thing. We, we we that's given us the the flexibility to work remotely and um, do our own thing in different ways. But I'm sure we're both acutely aware of the limitations of. Um, of being an independent or part of a small business but what what are the what are the pros and cons of working for a big company being hired by a big company compared to you know uh the opportunities that are afforded to many people today because technology allows for the possibility to be an independent yeah that's that's such a great question because you know my my uh father years ago had a business uh he opened a resort when i was still a teenager and uh, his business sadly failed miserably, but they did not have the tools and the knowledge and the uh, education and opportunities that entrepreneurs have today. Um, obviously, entrepreneurship is, is a great career to pursue, but it requires certain a certain skill set that some people just may not be drawn to, right? So like a certain amount of risk, but on the other side, uh, that risk is there for an employee who could be laid off with no warning. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's risks on either side of the pond, let's, let's say, but, uh, you know, the, the, the beauty of being self-employed is that, you have the opportunities to really dive deep into what your core values are and what you, what you um, draw meaning and value and and um, a workflow from. You can do that in a in a more cohesive way when you're self employed because you're the boss. You can make the the values that your your company is going to have and then live those values. So that's an exciting opportunity. But with that comes longer work hours, a lot of stress, working on weekends sometimes, you know, working in the evening. Um, because you have that flexibility, you tend to want to fit more into your day. And so you're, you know, maybe you're there for your children during the day. Um, and then you're working the midnight oil and, you know, working really long hours into the evening. I see that with a lot of um, 
those that are parents that that um, start a business. So, you know, maybe they left their corporate job so that they have more flexibility to, to be the parent that they want to be. But the, you know, the downside to that is you take on more and you have more to juggle. Uh, but, you know, if you like control, then you have some of that control that you wouldn't necessarily have if you're reporting to someone. So both sides have great benefits. I think that if you want to find somewhere in the middle, um, I would say as a career advisor, I would recommend joining a smaller company uh, because they are more nimble. They probably have an entrepreneurial uh, mindset in terms of who they hire and how they operate. So then it can be an exciting opportunity. Perhaps there's an opportunity to have a stake in the company uh, if you get on at the right time. So, you know, I think being uh, one who can predict some trends and, and know where some interesting opportunities lie could really get in at the at the ground level into a company without all of the stress and worry of actually starting something yourself. So that's that's what I would say about those opportunities. I think both both sides and are incredible. Uh, it just depends on you know where you're at in your career, what you're looking for. And if you just happen to be lucky and get into a company that uh, is entrepreneurial in its thinking and maybe allows you that that uh, sudden uh, that additional edge of being able to, you know, buy stock or do things like that. So there's different ways to uh, to approach it. Yeah, I think I agree with pretty much everything you said there. Uh, regular listeners of this show will know my feelings around uh being independent versus working for companies and you, you were talking then about um working for for startups or small businesses i absolutely believe strongly that folk at least those folk who are starting off in their career should get a taste of that um even if they end up in big corps later on right uh, because the the lessons you learn about adaptability um around uh wearing different hats as, as lee likes to describe herself sometimes that's hugely important and, and so beneficial uh throughout your career i i believe um, but anyway this is not an interview with bill this is an interview with the amazing lee mitchell so let's continue through hey lee um why do you think it's uh it's important to have inclusive hiring practices and, and a strong diversity equity and inclusion plan of action for, for, for businesses today Mm, thank you for asking that question. And, and it's such an important one. You know, I, I, I think it's always been really important. But I think when we, the beginning of the pandemic, there was a lot of uh, racial unrest. And a lot of stories were coming out about the inequality in the workplace, in communities. And so it shed a new light on that. And so all of a sudden, we saw more diversity inclusion officers being hired at companies, um, more budget going into those initiatives. And that was a smart move on the behalf of these of these companies that weren't making the, those investments. Because if you run a company that doesn't have a strong sense of belonging for a diverse population, 
uh, that uh, of employees, then you run the risk of not only not creating a good culture for the company, the company that you work in, and, and a poor working culture creates uh, poor outcomes for the the staff that are working there. Less interest in going that extra mile if they don't feel that they belong or they don't feel that they're valued they or they feel like they've been misled especially and i think the worst thing that could happen is a company talks about how important it is but then when they end end up in the comp the, comp the employee is in the company and they notice that it was more a talk than actual action. And so those companies will get poor reviews on places like Glassdoor, whether they be anonymous or um, public, you know, they may get comments uh, written about them on LinkedIn. Um, and there are practices that we should be following just because it's the right thing to do. Not to mention the fact that businesses that are that embrace diversity and inclusion perform better financially. Um, more diverse teams have better leadership. Leadership creates better opportunity for growth and development. So you know it's a no-brainer that you would want this, right? You just just Google like you know business case for diversity and inclusion, and you'll find lots of stats. Uh, that will tell you that this is the way to go. Yet 45% of people have felt that they have been treated in a way that is um, discriminatory in the workplace. So, you know, and, and that's a, that's on Abacus data is where I'm getting that. And this is a Canadian stat, but it's, I think it's probably even stronger, uh, a stronger outcome in the U S um, where, you know, Canada has always been known as being very much a, um, you know, a mosaic and not a melting pot. But yet there's been so many stories of racism coming out in Canada and, you know, very much so in the last number of years. This isn't from like 15, 20 years ago. This is like now, <laughs> you know, these are these things are happening now. And so we need to do something about that, right? So there's there's diversity in race, diversity in gender, there's diversity in um, abilities and uh, neurodiversity. Um, there's, you know, obviously newcomers and how they're treated. So, you know, there's there's visible and invisible disabilities. So there's so many aspects to what makes a diverse culture. And it's not an easy work culture. And it's not an easy thing to take on. But the, the company's willingness to admit that they have challenges and that they want to um, make a difference and they want to put actionable things in place to, to correct some of that issues. So, you know, it starts with, identifying the needs um it then moves on to you know what are what are the things that we need to do to actually put uh, to put a system into place and then how are we following up to find out whether or not it's working you know what is as marketers we know what's the ROI right like how are we uh evaluating how we're doing so uh it's it's very important uh it's not easy to do 
but if we're committed to doing it, it's possible. So um, I, I really applaud employers that are starting somewhere and, you know, we can continue to grow and evolve in this as, as an important goal. And I think it's going to be something that like even things like salary transparency, uh, crown corporations now in Canada have to indicate salary bans. Uh, and I think in the next number of years, we're going to see that in the private sector as well, because especially because of the pandemic setting back women 30 years uh, in the workplace. So 35 year low for women in the workplace, gender uh, equality and salary transparency, the, those things cause issues. And the more that we save everybody's time by by doing these practices, by by sharing what a pay grade is before you apply for a position, the, the more of a, a level playing field that we have. And it's not about hiring, you know, well, like having hiring quotas. It's about having more diverse applicants uh, so that it's a level playing ground. And that's that's kind of what we're, we're really advocating for. Okay, wonderful. Lee, my friend, um, I can't believe this, but we are already running out of time. Um, you and I just, we just jabber on and have a good time. But um, th these these podcast listeners for the HR Chat Show, that they, they like a particular length of, of episode, apparently. So um, before we do wrap up, uh, how, how can our listeners connect with you and, and learn more about all the cool things that you're getting up to? Well, thank you. Yeah, and thanks for having me. And thank you for asking me some really um amazing questions i really appreciated the opportunity to be on your your very successful podcast um yeah so in answer to your question uh those can those that are interested in learning more about our services can check out uh so if you're interested in our recruitment services or marketing uh inclusive marketing practices whether it be as a, you know, you need a consultant or, um, you know, you need someone um, who's a part of your team on a retainer, we're here to help. We have a team of certified professionals uh, that can assist you. You can find us at B and that's B E E like the B buzz, buzz, uh, be happy HR.com. And there you'll find an opportunity to learn all about our HR marketing and branding services. And if you're a woman in business and you're looking to connect with other amazing women, you can go to womeninbiznetwork.com and that's B-I-Z. So women, M-E-N, in biz, B-I-Z, network.com. So that's womeninbiznetwork.com. And you will find me across social media at Women Biz Network. Um, and I'm also on LinkedIn. So I'd love to connect with my listeners or with your listeners there. And as you mentioned, we're both podcasters. So please uh, feel free to check out the Time to Thrive podcast where you can subscribe and listen to future episodes. Wonderful. I've, I've had fun. Um, let's not leave it. Uh, what is it? Six years until we do the, until we do the next one. Just to reiterate, listeners, I, uh, I, I've had the pleasure of working with, with Lee um, in, in different capacities. Um, although I'm not a woman, I've even attended uh, her Women in Biz events before and they are amazing. Mm -hmm. And uh, lo long may that continue uh, that you and I find ways to collaborate uh, together. 
loads of respect for you had lots of fun today and that just leaves me to say for today lee mitchell you fantastic person thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the hr chat show and thanks again for having me this has been amazing and listeners as always until next time happy working thanks for listening to this episode of the hr chat podcast there are hundreds of conversations with business experts available for free on the hr gazette website apple spotify and all the main platforms And remember to like, subscribe and follow us on social media.